Hi, this is your host, Becky Sanders. Welcome to A Virtual View, where we discuss healthcare, telehealth, and everything in between. Today, I'm doing a solo episode to get the word out about the Center for Medicare and Medicaid, or CMS's, calendar year 2022 proposed physician fee schedule, which was released on July 13th of 2021. This is something that historically happens every year since 1992. In the July timeframe each year, CMS releases the proposed physician fee schedule for the following calendar year. And then there's a period of time that is available for comments on this proposed physician fee schedule. And that timeframe this year is September 13th. So everyone has a little over a month to get their comments in to CMS about this proposed physician fee schedule. There is a lot of information to unpack here, and I'm going to go through uh, several different things. We were busy getting ready for our third UMTRC annual conference, which we held in South Bend, Indiana on July 20th and 21st, and so we've... uh, There's been time for a couple other organizations to put out their versions of summaries of the physician fee schedule. So I want to share some of those articles with you. The first one, of course, is CMS's own fact sheet, which was released on July 13th, uh, along with that proposed physician fee schedule. And I'll be sure to put these links into the show notes. So this particular proposed physician fee schedule for 2022 reflects a broader administration-wide strategy to create a healthcare system that results in better accessibility, quality, affordability, empowerment, and innovation. And that's a quote directly from the CMS fact sheet. So as we drill down into just the telehealth proportion of the physician fee schedule, that's what we here at the Telehealth Resource Center spend our most time looking at. CMS is talking about a longer glide path. Back when telehealth became popular overnight um, and, and ubiquitous, when the United States started shutting down and asking everyone to stay home during the March and April timeframe of 2020, there was really a huge shift in how patients received care. There were over 80 new telehealth codes, well, 80 new CPT codes that were approved for the Medicare telehealth list in the spring of 2020, waiving almost every single barrier that ever existed for virtual care. The geographic limits were lifted so that patients didn't have to be in a rural area. The site limitations were lifted so patients didn't have to be at a clinical site. They could be at home. The list of providers was expanded, and there were also changes to the frequency of telehealth visits when a patient was inpatient in a hospital or as a resident in a skilled nursing facility. There were even some supervision requirements that were relaxed, licensing requirements were relaxed, and HIPAA requirements were relaxed on the actual platform used for an audio-video connection. Now, last spring, after those waivers were introduced at the federal level, most of the state Medicaid programs followed suit. 
And again, allowing the, the modality to allow phone or audio only visits was very common. Also allowing patients to be at home. Some of the consent requirements were actually relaxed and some of the types of services were relaxed. Uh, there were additional expansion. The, the big three were speech language pathology, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. Those providers previously had never been able to treat patients virtually, and they have been during the pandemic, during all of these waivers. So as we look at this proposed physician fee schedule for 2022, it's important to kind of look back and see, okay, well, what happened during COVID, which I've explained a little bit there, and then what happened in the 2021 physician fee schedule? Because in the 2021 physician fee schedule that was released, well, they had a proposed physician fee schedule released for 2021 in July of 2020. And then December 2020, they released the final physician fee schedule for 2021. About 60 of those 80 codes that were added during the waivers for the pandemic were actually added to the permanent list of HCPCS and CPT codes that Medicare reimburses for, and those services now can be provisioned via telehealth. So in addition to those 60 codes, they took up almost all of the other 20 codes that were part of the waiver for the pandemic for telehealth services and created what they called a category three telehealth list. So these codes initially were thought to be only available for use for virtual services until the end of the public health emergency. And the language that they used at the time was that the codes would only be reimbursed through the end of the calendar year during which the public health emergency concludes. So that has had some individuals, some providers and organizations a little bit nervous about using these codes because they didn't know what happened, what would happen after the public health emergency and whether or not they could continue to provide those services and get reimbursed for them when the public health emergency concluded. So in the 2020 to proposed fee schedule, they're now taking those codes and putting them on a different glide path, saying that they will be eligible codes through the end of calendar year 2023. So that gives, you know, about 60 months where providers and organizations can expand their telehealth programs knowing for sure that they're going to get reimbursed and give CMS a lot of time to do data analytics and collection of those codes through the different claim line data collections that they've been doing. So the other thing that's part of the 2022 proposed physician fee schedule that is really worth mentioning is what's going to happen with audio-only codes. So in the calendar year 2021 physician fee schedule, CMS said that they would not continue audio-only codes after the public health emergency, but they did add a new HCPCS code, G2252, on an interim basis for the duration of 2021. And this is to provide reimbursement for an 11 to 20 minute discussion with a medical professional during which the need for an in-person visit could be determined. So now with the new 2022 proposed physician fee schedule, they are looking at continuing audio only services, but with a caveat 
that it's for behavioral health visits and that that patient has to be seen in person with that provider within the prior six months, an established patient, prior to providing telehealth services. So that at least once every six months, the patient is coming in and being seen in person in the office, and then they are okay to do telehealth visits for another six months. So that is a big portion of some of the questions that we've been getting here at the Upper Midwest Telehealth Resource Center because there have been so many instances of seeing that digital divide come to light during the pandemic with kiddos trying to do e-learning, with parents trying to work from home so that they're, you know, they're covering dual duty there, you know, working from home and helping their children with schoolwork. So there's really a lot of information in this 2022 physician fee schedule. I do want to go ahead and highlight just a couple other articles that have come out. So in addition to the CMS fact sheet, Foley and Lardner, who is a very well-known firm with a great reputation in the telehealth industry, released their article, their take on the 2022 physician fee schedule, and they've really focused on remote therapeutic monitoring, which refers to a suite of codes created by the AMA in October of 2020. And their article goes on and compares and contrasts remote therapeutic monitoring, or RTM, with RPM, remote physiological monitoring. So the way that they explain it, RTM is focused on respiratory use cases and RPM focuses more on neurological, vascular, endocrine, or other systems. So that's a really interesting addition to the codes that CMS uses and the way that CMS is allowing providers to touch base with their patients and check in on their patients without having their patients come into the office. And then as a telehealth resource center, I would be remiss if I didn't touch on the Center for Connected Health Policies fact sheet that they released on July 19th about the proposed physician fee schedule. So they talk about this Category 3 list that I mentioned and that new glide path of allowing uh, an additional two years for use of those Category 3 codes. Then the other thing that CCHP focuses in on is looking at the whole gamut of what is happening now with the waivers in the public health emergency and all of those 80 codes that were added last year. So where do we sit today at the end of July 2021 with what's allowed for Medicare beneficiaries to receive access to services via telehealth? And then we contrast that to what was passed by Congress in December of 2020 under the Consolidated Appropriations Act, which actually introduced this whole idea of the patient has to go into the office every six months and be seen in person, and then they're okay for six months of telehealth visits. And then what does the new proposed physician fee schedule for 2022 layer on top of that? So we've got some great tables in the CCHP fact sheet that compare and contrast the different bills that make up the different possibilities of what we might see as 
where can a patient be during a telehealth visit? Uh, does it have to be audio-visual? Can it be audio-only? And CCHP does a great job of also looking at what is going to happen or what might happen depending on how the set of proposed codes for 2022 and those comments on that lead into what will become the final physician fee schedule for 2022. So federally qualified health centers and rural health clinics were really at a disadvantage prior to COVID-19 and the global pandemic because they were only able to participate in telehealth visits when the patient was physically located at their site. Now, on the Medicaid side of things, many of those patients were allowed to be in a clinical setting and the provider to be at another RHC or FQHC to see that provider so that the FQHCs and RHCs could provide both the originating site and the distant site in a telehealth session. This was only possible for their Medicare beneficiaries with the COVID waivers. So it still remains to be seen exactly what's going to happen there. Um, But these clinics are our safety net providers, just as critical access hospitals are our safety net providers in the hospital world. And CMS would be doing a really um, a disservice to their beneficiaries if they did not allow these waivers to continue in a more permanent fashion. So I hope that I've given you a, a little bit of an overview of what's happening with the physician fee schedule Of course, I have to own up that I'm a policy geek and I I like to read all of this. Now, I have not read the full 1,000 plus pages of the fee schedule. Um, I really rely on my trusted sources to dumb it down for me a little bit, and I mostly read the summaries. So I will... I will own up to that. But as I said when I started, we'll definitely leave the links to the different articles that I've discussed in our show notes for today's episode. And I do hope that you've enjoyed hearing a little bit of commentary uh, about the proposed physician fee schedule. And I do encourage all of our listeners, if you are involved in the telehealth field to consider adding your thoughts and comments um, by the September 3rd deadline on the proposed physician fee schedule so that it can be taken into consideration as CMS works towards finalizing next year's physician fee schedule. I'd like to thank you all for listening to A Virtual View. I've been your host, Becky Sanders, and you can find out more information about today's episode in the show notes below. If you would like to support our podcast, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss in an upcoming episode, please contact us at info at UMTRC or through the form found in the show notes below. I'd like to give a special thanks to Josh Rodriguez and Francis Fitzgerald for scoring our podcast and to our awesome editor, Caroline Yoder. Finally, a special thanks to the Health Resources and Services Administration, also known as HRSA. Our podcast series, A Virtual View, is sponsored in part by HRSA's Telehealth Resource Center program, which is under the Federal Office of Rural Health Policy and the Office for Advancement of Telehealth. The content and conclusions of this podcast are those of Becky Sanders as the program director of the UMTRC and should not be construed as the official policy of, nor should any endorsements be inferred by, HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government. 
Thanks for listening and have a great day.